horns and tails. Pilot episode, so it's kind of uh, weird here. Going to talk about knitting, crocheting projects I'm working on, and just random stories that crossed my mind in the process of my little personal therapy. There is nothing more therapeutic, uh, most days, than breaking out the needles in one of my many, like y'all probably too, projects. But right now, I'm sitting here researching, I want to open a yarn shop. Now, where I'm located here in Tifton, Georgia, there is not a dedicated yarn shop within a hundred miles. That is sad. I mean, you can find some yarn supplies in, say, <clears throat> Walmart. You know, their whole little eight-foot section of low-end or cheap stuff. I mean, I'm not knocking Red Heart and some of the Bernat and uh the Lime brand stuff. But they're choices. My lord. There aren't any. Sheesh. You know, it's like, here, you can feel this one color we have in this really nice brand. Oh, they do have Karen. A little bit of that. Point being, the only other places that are even most remotely available are at Joann's and Michael's over in Albany, which is 45 minutes away. And there's a Joann's or Michael's or something down in Valdosta, which is yet another 45 minutes in the other direction. So my choices here are very limited so I shop online, but when you shop online, you can't sample the goods, and y'all know what I mean, you gotta fondle the fuzzy, you got to just get your hands on it, and you wanna touch it, is it worth the money I'm about to spend on this thing that I wanna make, and does it feel right? Is it going to work right? Ah, uh, And, you know, Walmart doesn't carry those kinds of things. So, I am researching what it's going to take to open a shop here in town. So, as it is, I have found... My husband, by the way, is helping me out with the some of the legwork in the research. We drove around town the other day, checking out potential places. Found some empty storefronts and little mini malls near the places that would be easy to find. Oy. $2,000 a month rent for a 1,400 square foot place. I'm like, okay. I can I can work with that, you know, because you know what. My goal here is this really awesome socializing area, couches, chairs, 
uh, coffee tables, place that you can bring your knitting projects and just hang out for the day and buy my goods. You know, simple, right? But that amount of money just, <laughs> it's crazy. And I would love, oh my gosh, I would love to have a yarn shop in downtown Tifton. The old storefronts, you know. Okay, this is a town that was established in 1894 or 5, something like that. So you got a lot of the old shops with those great window fronts. And it's just, oh, it's a throwback to a, a different time. There's a, and there's some vacant storefronts available. Suck parking. We're talking room for a vehicle and nothing else. So it's really, there's, there's no huge parking lot area so that it'd be easy for folks to walk up street side to park. I mean, to uh, come into the store. And you, it's just... Downtown areas, the old mom and pop mentality, personally, that's what's going to save this country from the financial ruin that corporations have dumped our asses in. Is That's the, you know, that's the antagonist to a corporation is the mom and pop stores growing in number and fighting back but they gotta have local support you know and for me a yarn shop would do that because there are there are people oodles of people who love their needleworks like this it brings them peace of mind and it's therapy, it's mental therapy to de-stress. Is they jump into this thing and they, they literally stitch their, their worries away. So, yeah. Community therapy. <laughs> I'm trying to offer that. So, here I am, sitting at the computer, with my, you know, my knitting needles, sitting right here waiting to start my next project. I had a vision of something I'm going to try. You know, you know how it is. You pick up one of your yarns, and you pick up your needles, or your hook, and you go, oh, Hey! And then suddenly you have this brilliant idea of something you want to try. Even though you have not finished the last seven or eight or dozen projects, you've got squared away in shoeboxes and Ziploc bags and your go bag and your purse, your knitting basket sitting beside your favorite couch or spot, you know, chair or whatnot. Not to mention those projects you got sitting bedside like your unfinished book. And so, yeah, those things. 
So I'm sitting here and I've been pulling statistics, trying to get my head wrapped around the, the red tape side. And you know what? The amount of red tape, I could knit a sweater from it, honestly. That or make a king-size granny square afghan. For real. It's crazy. So, here I am, talking to you guys, researching. But I really think it would be pretty daggum awesome, is to have this yarn shop here in town. You know, a couple of little social areas, little miniature living rooms, if you will. And then this whole wall of textured fuzzies just oh I know you're laughing but that's only because you know exactly what I'm talking about you walk into this place full of textured fibers and you just want to go by and touch each and every one of them because the dye color alters the texture of the yarn just slightly so you want to feel each one and it's just Oh, my dear, you just one and then another one. And each time you can imagine in your your mind's eye a project for this one and this one and this one. Oh, and this one over here. And, ooh, if I were to use these two together on this size, ooh. So, you all know what I'm talking about, don't you? And it's just, yeah. So... Yeah, it'd be great if I could find just like an angel investor who says, I got a spare 300000 sitting around. Here, put it to good use. Holy cow, I would just, my gosh, I would love that. And some people have suggested, get on Kickstarter. That's this wonderful thing. I did check that out. The majority of yarn shops for communal things the ones that were successful are the ones who only requested a $3,000 necessity not a hundred times that so gonna have to run the red tape and see if I can get a loan from the credit union and if they turn me down, then it's go to a corporate bank. Because tapping family for this is really not an option. It's just, you know, for real people. Look at the environment we're in. Where I'm at. It's not pretty times. So, I'm researching. You know, statistics. How can I convince someone that a yarn shop is ideal for this area. You know, particularly if the um, employee, the, the loan officer, has no clue about knitting or crocheting yarn in general. You know, I know there's some local alpaca llama farmers 
uh, in cities nearby that I could possibly have the opportunity to, to gather raw wool from them for my any spinners that might be in the area. Wouldn't that be nice? Oh, yeah. Now, see, it's... Currently, there is a knitting group. They get together at the library. And then, not so often, but imagine a place they could get together middle of the day, not just at night. Or in the evenings after the shop has really closed, so you don't have to worry about anybody else bugging them. I mean, really. Just kind of like your own little club. Oh, yeah, I'm just, sorry, rattling on, but I think I'll sip my tea now. I like my green tea with honey. Trying to get healthy in this crazy world is... I like my knitting. <laughs> so, we have... Oh, yeah. The old knitting for victory during World War Two. Then the whole haute couture knitting this and that and wearing it here and there during the 50s and 60s. Oh, yeah, I'm on the History of Knitting in the Wikipedia pages. Then it fell during the 80s. Everybody was like, that's Grandma's hobby. And then natural fibers jumped to the forefront and just created a sensation in the, the early 90s. And it has not stopped. It is growing and growing, and it's still growing. So, yeah. So, if you could have a knit shop, a, a yarn shop, how would you lay it out? I mean, really, it just, see, I already have something in my head. I want to lay it out. You come in the front door, and depending on if the door is centered or if it's offset. If it's offset to the main part of the room inside, then the larger portion of the room will hold the social area. You pass through there, and then the midsection of the store will be product. Wall of fuzzy color eye candy, just for the fingers to go walking through paradise kind of thing. And then over across from that will be the checkout counter, and... Off to one side of it will be the hardware, like needles and hooks and pendants for cutting and scissors and markers. And on the lower section will be 
project bags, you know, how fashionista or practical or whatever you want to be. So, I mean, it's just going to be all the fun stuff. And on the top portion of the walls near the ceiling, I'm going to have knitting and crocheting and yarn art and pictures just all around the top portion of the room. So you just, it's nothing but eye candy for the knitter and the crocheter and the spinner and the texture and whatnot. And something that crossed my mind, what to do with those people who bring their wild kids in. And so I got to thinking, maybe I should have offset somewhere a nice little playful, but serious, quote, fenced off area with this nice little arched gazebo entryway to corral the runners. So, you know, with the maybe a little TV and some kid-friendly entertainment in there so the adults, when they come in, they park their kids there, understanding they will be asked to leave if they cannot behave. And then their kids can sit in there safely on kid-friendly furniture and watch intelligent cartoons. I do not support some of these daggum idiot-inducing quote, cartoons that they have designed nowadays that enforces the I'm an idiot, why bother thinking? Oh, don't even get me started on that. I digress. Other topic. But this is the the hope from my store, and by the way, you're thinking, what are you going to name the store? Yarns and Tails. Kind of neat, huh? That's my working name right now for the store. Is the same name as this podcast. Yarns and Tails. So, it's going to be a ideal yarn shop. Now, you're thinking, well, what's the, you, you've listed a front third and a middle third of the store. What's in the back third? Well, the back third will, of course, have my office. It will, somewhere in there, there will be public restrooms, you know, for customers. Because if you're going to hang out and socialize, you're going to have to have a place to go, if you know what I mean. And very possibly a classroom for just small teaching events to get more people interested in the therapeutic value of knitting and crocheting. It's an art form we cannot afford to lose. I was explaining it to my husband, you know, asking him, teasing him, really, when he was going to learn to knit. 
yeah, like most husbands, they kind of rolled his eyes a little bit and take me too serious. I said, listen, if you can knit a square or rectangle, you can make anything. Basic, but you can do anything. He's like, really? I said, yeah. Knit you a rectangle, fold it in half, stitch down the sides. You got a hat. Take you a rectangle, fold it long ways, stitch part of the seam, leave the seam open, stitch the rest of it. You've got fingerless gloves to keep warm with. Knit a really long rectangle. You got a scarf. Two big squares. Stitch the corners and halfway down each side, you've got a basic tunic top. And I went on and on and on. I said, this is just base line ideas. As you learn more, it becomes more fun. You know, you can take a long rectangle, depending on its size, stitch across Fold it long ways, stitch across one narrow end, and all the way up one long end. Rib knit one by one the whole way. <laughs> you just made a sock. Yeah, tube sock, but still, it's a sock. Keep your toes warm. So it's one of those, to me, it's just essential that people learn to do it. Kind of like learning to thread a needle. And sew a button on. How many people are clueless there? I know, right? Anyway. Well. Wow. Here it is. Already 20-something minutes in. And all I've done is tell you about my plans. For my knitting. And my crocheting. And, and the shop I want to open. And yes, there will be an online version to go with my store. Because I know a lot of you wouldn't be able to get to my store physically. So, of course, I'm going to have the online side of it. That kind of makes my husband happy because he's a, he's a geek. He He's total geekness. So, yeah. It's kind of exciting. It's frustrating because of the red tape, but it's exciting because it's it's a beginning that supports everything that I, it is I want to do. I have dreamt of opening my own craft style store since I was a little girl. And here I am, early 40s, and I'm really looking at doing it. Started working on all the business plan like paperwork. Like I said, red tape, make a sweater with it. But, that is that. That's, you know, all of that can be. Um, so, this was my pilot episode. Um, this is Rev Lee talking at you. I have a website. If you want to stop by there, it's still a work in progress. And that's Revly, R-E-V-L-E-A dot M-E. Um, you can find me there. 
my handle pretty much anywhere I'm going to be or whatever I'm doing is Rev Lee. R-E-V-L-E-A. You can Google me and pretty much find me anywhere because that's me. Uh, if you're not sure, the icon or the avatar picture I love to use, me holding my little red camera in front of my face because I love my camera. I love taking pictures. See the world as I see it. So it's me and my camera. But until I talk to y'all again, maybe next time I'll have one of my other projects out, you know, as well as working on the, the yarn shop. Maybe I'll even have an update on how far that's gotten. But until then, you know, you guys keep your sanity. Pull up your hooks, pull up your needles, sit down and focus on that little therapy, the fuzzy therapy that is. Y'all take care now. Yeah.